0: We are gonna talk everything email marketing today. I do consider it the best and number one thing you should be doing. Let's say you're starting today, how do you start? They're always saying is don't build your your business on rented land, but your email list is your email list, so.
1: You definitely need content that is worth doing an email for.
0: And we're getting hundreds of signups a month just by having those pop-ups and it's amazing. I can say that anytime I've launched a new email marketing campaign for someone, they got new business with the first email. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Frustrated by Your Marketing podcast, episode 12. I'm your host, Jim D'Amico. I'm joined by my co-host, Madison McQuestion, and we are going to talk everything email marketing today. It is my favorite thing to suggest to our clients, and uh, I do have a confession to make. Yes. They, do, they do say that the uh, Cobbler's Kids doesn't have, don't have shoes, and we're a marketing firm at Skylight Studio, and we don't have an email Letter right now, uh, we haven't had one in quite a long time. Although uh, over the last uh, six to nine months, we have been launching all of our own new marketing techniques for our company uh, and strategies. We launched
1: the podcast, which is another thing,
0: right? So, so we're starting to listen to our own advice, and uh, the podcast is one of the things we're doing. And email marketing, even though I usually suggest it first, and I always try to get our clients on board right away, is now a work in progress and should be launched this summer. So I want to talk about why we suggest it to everybody and why I should have listened to myself um, all these years. Yeah, and right. and just why it's so great. I, I do consider it the best and number one thing you should be doing, or almost at any company, almost any industry. It the, the return is great. It's very easy to do. It's very cost effective. And so that's what we're going to talk about. So uh, email marketing. What is it? You know, when when I talk about email marketing, it's a little different than the emails that you send to each other, it's bulk email marketing. So you're sending it to, you know, to a list of a hundred or thousands of people, ten, sometimes tens of thousands of people all at once. Usually to promote a service, a deal, a discount, a special, a new menu, you know, something that your industry uh, or that your company is doing. So, you know, when we're working with clients, we're usually trying to figure out what we're going to promote. And for a lot of them, you know, we send it out every week so those things change by based on holidays again based on the specials going on at that restaurant or in that Mm -hmm. business um, and just trying to engage um, their customer base to purchase again come in again or just to keep you top of mind and that's yeah keep them in the uh, loop right you know when they're gonna you know maybe they're not gonna hire you again for three years but if you keep emailing them whether it's weekly or monthly or, or quarterly the next time they go to you know purchase that product again, you're top of mind. They had a, likely had a good experience with you, and now they're going to hire you again, which is you know, why it works so well. So again, it's it's a bulk email is really what we're talking about here. There are many services that do this. We use Mailchimp for most of uh, the campaigns that we run, but there are a ton of other um, companies that do it. Constant Contact, Active Campaign, HubSpot, MyEmma I think is one of them, uh, or just Emma now I think. But there's, you know, basically any of those platforms work well. All you need is some, you know, a service that you pay to dedupe and the names that you give them and to do the distribution without spam complaints or to not have your email blocked when spam complaints come. So they're really good at that delivering part. If you were to send this out on your own, in addition to it taking a ton of time, you might get your email blocked for sending too many emails i think you know once you send over 100 emails in a day google um, will start blocking you and i'm sure that um, office 365 is similar but if you send out 10,000, you need to service like mailchimp to do it for you
1: which is another thing i think is important with email marketing is the fact that i'm one of those people where i do not open a lot of my emails one i'm terrible at checking my email terrible unless it's my work one then i'm pretty good at it <laughs> but other than that, I'm terrible at opening emails. And most of the time I just like trash them. But another thing too, I think that's important. with email marketing is making sure you have a nice looking template that doesn't look like it's spam. Cause I feel like a lot of times when it does not look very cohesive and it's a little messy, a lot of times people do think that it is spam compared to like, you know, if you were to actually put some time into it, make a nice newsletter email then people would be opening it more
0: so it is in a way it is spam like you know i guess it depends on what your definition so, of, yeah. <laughs> of spam is it's not spam if someone has signed up for it and it's not spam uh, if it's done well but at the same time it is it is a you know it's a bulk email so some people call all of those emails spam so it depends on what your definition is but if you do it well people will remain on your list and even if you know they're like Madison and don't open all their emails again They're seeing your name when they're deleting it and they're seeing your subject when they're deleting it and then when it comes time can't remember the name of the company that you really liked that brings you stuff to the uh, dressing room what was the name of that company again
1: oh altered state
0: altered state so let's pretend (laughs) you signed up for their email list but you don't check your emails and but they're still you know you also haven't unsubscribed you're going to get an email from them since they're in retail probably three times a week Mm -hmm. and you're going to delete them three times a week and then when you go to shop next time Alter state's going to come to mind. So there is that added benefit of emails are effective, even if the person doesn't open it, because if now you've reminded them three times in a week that, that you exist and, you know, you're going to pick them over other stores, Gap and Banana well, Republic and so on, like, and probably stores that I'm not naming that you would like better than those two. But those are the two that came up to my mind. But the point is, you're going to think about them and you'll remember them. And that's that's basically what it comes down to.
1: Well, and that's the other thing, too, that's so important is subject lines. Because I had barely worked with emails until I started working with Skyline. And when I was first hired, I know I did quite a few emails. I don't do as many now because I mostly just put the sign up on our websites. But I think that's also why subject lines are so important because that's like the first thing you see. It's not even opening the email. It's like that subject line that captures somebody's attention, making them want to open the email.
0: Right. We we spend a lot of time On the subject lines and we spend a lot of time on the secondary subject lines most email platforms when you open them up so that's the other thing is email the reason why it's so successful is that the same email no matter what you know if you send out a facebook message you have to be on facebook to get it if you send out an email you could be checking it on apple mail on gmail on yahoo on aol if you still have one of those addresses and the email will look similar. You know, in some cases, it might look a little bit different, but it's the same content coming through no matter where that person is getting it, whether they're on dark mode or light mode or uh, desktop or mobile. You know, it's it's very universal in in the receiving. So it's great. And in most cases, there's also a secondary subject line, which really is just the start of the text. So we can, in MailChimp, and I'm sure a lot of the other services have this as well, we can set that. So when you look at, on Gmail, you'll see which from you'll see the actual subject and then you'll start to see some other text and we can fill that in and make that also engaging and exciting to get people to open it instead of if the first part of the email is you know the first actual text in the email is not as exciting we can pick out something from farther down in the email and put that in there and again it's all about getting people to open it up and then after that it's getting usually getting people to click or to do some sort of action so we won't talk a ton about that today but you know in addition to email marketing being a reminder it's oftentimes trying to sell something. So you buy the click here to buy tickets, click here to see the new menu, click here to make your reservation. You know, or just come up, come down for happy hour, or you know, click here to schedule a free consultation. Like you know, there's usually some action that we want them to do once they've opened the email. But if they haven't, it's still that reminder, which is super nice um, for people. Okay, so let's go back to you know your biggest part of email marketing right now at Skyline is your list right? So there's a lot of ways to build a list. I want to talk about how you're helping our clients build their list because again, you've got, you're sending it out. We, we talked about that a little bit. We'll talk about it a little bit more, but once you've, once you've got something to send out, who are you going to send it out to? So you got to build your list. So how are we doing that?
1: Yeah, I think that's, it's funny because I started out when I first started working, like creating a couple of emails, which I had never really done before, but now mostly my job is adding those like fields where you can put in your email and then end up going into the contact list. And most of them, we do a lot of restaurants. And so for a lot of those, they send out emails a couple of times a week. And so really getting people into that contact list is super important. And that's the nice thing with MailChimp is we can copy the API code put it in our website, and then people are able to go in, put their emails in there and sign up, which is another interesting statistic that we had kind of talked about was the fact that um, buttons that say submit are more likely to be clicked than subscribe or sign up. And we were both very surprised by that. But also at the same time, if you kind of think about it, the other thing too is like a lot of time when something says sign up, you are like fully committing to signing up. So it's almost like I feel like that word is a little bit of a, like it deters some people whereas like submit, it's like, okay, I'm just like submitting my email and it makes it seem a little bit easier than what's going on. But yeah, it's been really easy to get our clients, more people in their contact list, which is awesome. And we've seen our contact lists grow a lot for our clients since adding those newsletter and email signups to the (laughs) website.
0: Yeah, I was. Um, I'm shocked by that submit thing. Um, you're always learning in marketing. Uh, we're going to start testing that out. Actually, um, I'm surprised. We we try to make things more custom and welcoming by uh, sign up, join, subscribe. Um, sounds welcoming, but if it's got a deterrent, then obviously we want to change that. So that's something we're going to test now. And as far as you know, the way we're so we're adding API codes to to connect to Mailchimp or, or whatever service that um, the clients have. The way we're doing it is in is one of a couple ways. So we use pop-ups, which are annoying. I realize that, but yep, it grows the list exponentially greater than all of the other ways. So sometimes in marketing you gotta be a little bit annoying and a little bit pushy. So it pops up, join our email list. I guess we're not gonna say submit to our email list, but um join our email list, click submit and and get you know discounts and deals and promos and and be the be the first to hear, you know, we add something that makes it exciting. And then people join that and we're getting hundreds of signups a month uh, for our restaurant clients in particular just by having those pop-ups and it's amazing. And then the other thing is we use Gravity Forms. I know we mentioned that in the past for our, almost all of our forms, submissions for you know signups and submit for a free consultation or, or whatever those things are just regular contact forms and a simple checkbox at the bottom saying sign up for our email list and now all of a sudden that person has signed up as well which is again, you know, not it's not as uh, effective as the pop-up, but again, that person is really, really committed because they're now sending you some side of, kind of message Mm -hmm. and um, you want to get that person. And I would just recommend don't have it pre -pre pre-checked. That's a, you know, I'm all all about pushing the envelope, especially with emails, but you really don't want someone on your email list. that doesn't want to be there or someone who really doesn't want to be there. Again, it's a it's a fine line, but, uh, you know let them check it and if they don't check it that's fine you know you're not on the list and that's okay and then you know beyond that so that's how we do it on the website and then beyond that and then you can also embed direct directly from like mailchimp or send them to mailchimp forms you know if you don't want yeah, it to be yeah. as integrated that's another thing but if you can make it more seamless you should
1: yeah so that's why we use word like gravity forms like you said through wordpress for ours instead of using MailChimp.
0: right but you can they have their own form that you can that has code or you can send them to their website you know for your your page on their website to sign up so there's a bunch of different ways to do it and then so that's how to get new lists and then how do you let's say you're starting today how do you how do you start um you start with an email sign up you know you're, you're, you're going to start with zero i would look in your own contact list if you have got gmail go through your gmail contacts if you've got outlook go through your outlook contacts if you've got an old rolodex go through that um these are people that have worked with you now this is where i'll push the envelope a little bit because technically if someone hasn't Emailed you and said, "I want to join your email list." You're breaking canned spam laws, but it's not a real law, and it's you know, it's it's worth pushing because they're they've you know interacted with you. They're a past customer, past client, past uh, associate of some kind, and they're probably interested in it. And if not, as long as you have a way for them to unsubscribe, it's okay. And and they're very valuable people for your list. Like it's it's if they've worked with you before, if they've recognized your name that's the person who's most likely to buy from you again to work with you again and uh, to spread the word about you so i would highly recommend going through your own contacts as well Uh, again technically not okay uh, but it is okay i guess the one place that i don't go with email lists is buying them Uh, i tried that a couple times and um, this was well over a decade ago probably 15 years ago purchasing lists and or um, scrubbing the web for lists. So I tried both of those.
1: I didn't even know you could do that. So that's very yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah, and they, they perform poorly. They will get you kicked off of MailChimp or at the time I think we were using eye contact. They'll get your account flagged because a person, if you had a person you worked with five years ago, they're going to recognize your name and the name of the business. And so if they don't want to receive it, they'll unsubscribe. If you scrub the web and grab other so if we were looking for people who want to hire web designers and we grabbed random people they never heard of me they've never heard of Skyline they've never heard of Madison they're gonna spam complaint and they should because we've now we've really spammed them
1: yeah yep
0: you know that's 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 over the line enough and you'll you'll get your account suspended and and you just won't get any return um it's just not worth it so the way around that is if you're and I have not had great success with this either, but you can purchase a list to be emailed from the source. So Connecticut Magazine has a list and you can have them distribute it on on your behalf, like sort of distribute it for you from them. So it comes from a list that people have subscribed to that they will get service emails. Again, I have not seen the return that I think it's worth it and it's fairly expensive, but at least you're not gonna lose your own account on Mailchimp or wherever. So that's how to build your list and that's, you know, I would say that's, you know, a third to half of the battle. Like you got to have the list yeah. in order to send to them. So what Madison does is super super important. I know she's not part of the actual email creation, but you don't have people to email. You you don't have, yeah, you know, you, does it yeah. doesn't matter what you're sending, right? You've got to <laughs> you've got to build that list and you've got to, you know, keep it keep it fresh. Keep it updated. You know, one of the things that on all the marketing podcasts I listen to, they're always saying is don't build your your business on rented land, which is why if Facebook turns their algorithm off uh, or, you know, against what you're doing, you're going to get no exposure, but your email list is your email list. So you want to build this as well for that reason. And you want to build it wisely because these people will continue to get information from you no matter what happens to TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or whatever.
1: Yeah, definitely. And
0: it's really, really important.
1: And okay. if you're on the fence about it. Another statistic we have is every dollar you invest in email marketing, you have the potential of earning back $42. And that is from influencemarketinghub.com.
0: Right. Uh, and I've also, so the other number I've seen thrown out a bunch is $39. I think those are probably extreme positive cases. Um, but even if it's $10 back, it's it's amazing. And you know what I would say is different for every industry, I'm sure. It's probably different for every platform. It's probably different for every part of the country. It's probably different for every age group that you're dealing with. But I would bet almost my last dollar that no matter what it is, it's better than any other digital marketing you can do. So if you're going to get a $5 return on Facebook ads, you'll You'll get 10 on this. If you're going to get a $20 return on TikTok ads, maybe you'll get 30 on this. Like It's just always going to be better. So you know, whether it's 42 or 39 or 10, it's going to be your best, your best return because it's so inexpensive
1: and it's so personal. I was going to say, because the other thing too, is it's when you have people in your contact list, it's people that actually want to be there because they have signed up to learn more or get those emails. Whereas like Facebook ads or Instagram ads, let's say when you're doing your marketing on there and spending all this money, you don't know if you're going to get any return on it whatsoever. Whereas like, You know that your email contacts are there because they have signed up to get more information.
0: Right. Or they're, you know, or you're sort of bending the rule a little bit and they're a past customer. So they've purchased from you before, or they're one of your personal contacts. So they're like part of your super, super niche, like close knit network. And those are the people that care about you the most. They care about your business, they care about you as a person, they care about what you do, they've purchased your product and, and hopefully like it. And if they don't, again unsubscribes are good because you don't want people on your list that don't want to be on your list you want people to be there that like it and then you're going to remind them and even if they're like madison and deleting them all the time again they're Mm -hmm. seeing you they're reminding it and so i think that's interesting because that's one of the that's one of the biggest pushbacks is gen z and millennials don't like email um and so we did you know and so i everything i hear is that that's the main pushback and i and obviously um they don't like email the same way that gen x uh, boomers and 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 so on like it but they still use it they still find it there's a stat here that i read this morning that um so so as far as considering it the most personal channel to receive communications so 74% of baby boomer boomers consider it the most personal channel so like the best way to reach me and have me feel like you're reaching out to me in a personal way um 72% of gen x that's me 64% of millennials and 60% of Gen Z, but still the most personal channels. That means 40% is left over for TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and texting and so on. So it's still the top way to reach out in a personal way. Even for Gen Z, who supposedly hates email, um, they prefer it for that. And it, it's it drives purchasing better than any other channel. And and again, it's so it's so versatile because no matter, I don't, you know, if you're, I don't know what you check on your personal email, but our business emails through Gmail. Is your personal email through Gmail as well?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. All my emails are through Gmail.
0: Okay. So you're checking it on Gmail. If, if you're checking it on Apple mail, it, it's all the same. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't, it's the same message. And it, if you all of a sudden decide that you want to check your Gmail through Apple mail, or you're going to check it on your desktop or you're checking it on your phone, it's, it's there. And you know, it's mm-hmm. a very good, you know, it follows the person, just kind of the way regular mail does, except that it's so much cheaper. You know, direct mail has great results too. Maybe we'll do a show on that, but it's expensive. Like mailing, actual mail mm-hmm. is very expensive. Yep. So it has similar return, but the cost is so much higher. Where email is dirt cheap to send, which makes it so great. <laughs> and so, and so that's one of the push. So one of the pushbacks is that the younger generation doesn't like it. And I would say it's that's a good comment except that it's not true (laughs) and where it is true is in other things so you should probably have for support you should probably have a text message option especially if you're dealing with younger generations for some sort of purchasing for tracking of packages for you know and potentially also for communication but don't don't ignore email like there's still you know i know gen z and millennials do prefer texting for a lot of things but you know, the other thing to remember is and this is happening to me as texting is becoming more and more prevalent it's really easy to lose track of stuff I lose track of stuff on email all the time if someone emails me it's there I know it I see it I've got less emails than text messages and I can I can respond to it better um, especially in a professional way so even though they might prefer it you know if they've got 20 friends texting them as well well you're now three pages deep before they're going to see you and maybe they'll never see you uh, until you send the next text message and then it'll be on top of that so you know do do it all but don't don't give up on email marketing as well and then the other main reason not to do email marketing you know so don't you know cost is not a reason age is is a reason I hear all the time and then it's it's yeah. hard you know the reason why I haven't done it is it's hard to Talk about yourself. It's a reason why people don't do marketing at all. So I'm saying
1: probably keeping up with it, too, because you definitely need content that is worth doing an email for, like just doing random things isn't going to grow your email list. It's probably going to make people not want to be on there. So having actual relevant content, it is like eye-catching, makes them want to buy something, makes them want to go to an event. It's like for a lot of our restaurants that we do emails for, we do a lot of events and those do really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you have to have a reason and it's hard, you know, especially, you know, for, for a restaurant client, it's easy to find content. Um, it's almost harder to pick which one, what to do. But for a plumbing business or for a landscaping business or for a marketing business, like, what are we gonna say? You know, it becomes very braggy because you wanna talk about what you do and, you know, we're not releasing new, you know, iPhone versions every year, you know, so that's what Apple will send out, like, buy this product. So we have to say, we had this great client and we did this we did this and we're really proud of it and we that's a lot of what email marketing becomes for service businesses and it's why I, to be totally honest that's why I haven't done it because I don't like I don't it's hard to do like it's hard to 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 brag about yourself or to talk about yourself but you gotta do it and so those are the reasons not to do it but you know yep just do it we're gonna do it um, you should definitely do it I mean there's a million stats as to why you should do it and I can I can say that anytime I've launched a new email marketing campaign for someone, they got they got new business with the first email, if they built their email list well. Nice. So and this is for service. So for different for like business to consumer like restaurants and so on, but for, for service area businesses, so if they built their email list, if they if they dug deep and they they really gave a Comprehensive list of their past clients and you know people in their network. Someone will reach out it's like, "Oh, I, I haven't worked with you in a while. i'm Let's start a new project." It always happens because they love you, right? They worked with you. They 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 bought you know bought onto your brand, and you know that's why you pick one web design company or another. That's why you pick one plumber over another. And so, so I've never seen one that they didn't get that initial And then after that, you know, it might take a while for service area. But you're building that rapport and you're building that consistency and in some cases it's like billboard marketing where you're just reminding them you're out there you're reminding them of all the great things you do and when they're ready you're top of mind or if someone asks them like who do you use you're top of mind and so that's why it works really well so it's not always you know every email you're going to get 10 sales for service area businesses if you're you know if you're local but you definitely will get a few in the first year Enough to more than pay, whether it's 10 times what you've paid for your email marketing or, or 39 times or 42 times, you will definitely get multiple ones. Not every email will generate it. And you know now that I've said it, maybe the first one won't either. But I, I guarantee that if you build your list well, that enough of them will, that it'll be worth it. Do it.
1: See, I'm taking all these tips because once my book comes out, I need to start an email list. And
0: <laughs> Right, right. I've been yeah, kind so- of
1: dreading it, but I know that it's going to be important, so...
0: Right. So, yeah. So, if you were coming to us right now, I would say start building that list now on your web. So, you have, an where you have a sign up on your website, right?
1: I, that's just for if I post blog posts.
0: Oh, okay. Right. But can you pull those names and do other things with them? Do you?
1: I would assume so, probably. Okay. Great. I so, you can use it.
0: So. so, perfect. And that's, and that's excellent because that's what a lot of your emails are going to be or blog, you know, you're going to be writing. Blog post type stuff about the book. I would expect, you know, other yep. than you know, pre-sale time, it's launch time. You know, there'll be some very, very, very like salesy ones. Yeah. But then after that, it's going to be about you, the writer, and uh, the inspiration by the book to get someone who hasn't purchased right away. It's like I gotta, I gotta get this book. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So if you're collecting them, that's great. So as long as you're collecting them, you'll be able to you need to market to them. And then when you have book number two. Guess who is the most likely to buy the book number two? The person who bought book number one. Yeah. So, the fact that you're, you've are you got that list, you'll be able to sell to them. And then book number three, same thing. So, that's why it, it's a perfect analogy for why it works so well. And yeah, I, can't, I still can't read the book. So, how did it go? You turned in your... We'll go off topic now. So, you turned mm-hmm. in your your draft or your second draft?
1: Yep. She's had it for about a week now. So
0: Okay. Okay. I'm awesome.
1: About a fourth of the way through the second book I'm writing already, so.
0: Okay, wow. Yeah, so if, if you haven't listened to the previous uh, podcast, we talked about it in the book marketing one and a couple others. Mm-hmm. Madison has a book coming out in October called The Cipher of Sons and another one coming out next year to be named at some point. She can do an unveiling at some point on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know yep. what the name is either, but. Um, I think I know what it is. Okay, but. <laughs> well, don't, don't tell us. Don't tell us today. We'll, <laughs> we'll, make, it a, we'll make it an unveiling. And. And that's it. So, I mean that's you know, if you wanted to if we're going to title this episode it'll probably be like why you need to do email marketing. Is obviously Which I love it because
1: about. um now it definitely convinced me that I need to one, start opening my emails and two. <laughs> email yes. marketing is super important.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't be like Madison, don't be like my my friend Prem who has so he I have a buddy who his uh, one of his um sources of pride is how many unopened emails he has i think it's well over a hundred thousand now so he'll like take screenshots of his phone with you know the little um icon over the the app to show like how many unopened emails he has and he just keeps collecting them and he never opens any of them and i have like like, five
1: (laughs) emails so i always have to switch back and forth between like five emails so that's probably also why i'm not great at it because i have too many to keep track of but
0: yes so we we can talk more about that on how to I mean, there's reasons to seg- sort of segment them. But I have all mine. You know, I, I could see having business and personal, but I, I forward all my personal into one, one bucket. And yep. from all because I've had a bunch over the years too. And so they all come into one place because otherwise you lose track. Unless you need to keep them separate for a specific reason. But,
1: so that's why I love Gmail because you can end up doing just the um, all in boxes and they just all right. feed into the same one, which is really nice. Oh,
0: but. perfect. Right. Yes. Gmail's great for that. Yeah, sometimes you need to keep them separate and you don't have to check them all. And again, they're seeing your name in the from and that in itself is a reminder. And that's what emails are. It's a reminder to interact with your business. It's a reminder to buy your product. It's a reminder to come to your restaurant. So keep sending those emails and we will do more episodes on maybe about content for emails and maybe one on subject lines and things like that in the future. But this is just the reminder to do it get it started. We're going to do it. So we'll we'll do a follow-up when we finally send it out, but we started. We got a rough draft out there. We're, we're actually building our list right now. So that's what's going on and then it'll be going out.
1: Yeah, awesome. don't forget to subscribe and follow and catch the next episode or all the previous ones cuz there's quite a few of those too.
0: Right. There's 11 other ones when this one comes out and I don't know what we're going to talk about next time, but it'll be next week, hopefully. It's a plan we are going to try to do some short and some long this one's the 30 minute episode and we're going to try to do some 10 minute episodes as well keep them fresh and see you next week for for something i don't know something yep. marketing it's always marketing okay <laughs> have a great week everybody